What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Um, took a little bit of a hiatus here. For those that aren't in the know, I now have an almost two-year-old and a one-month-old running around. So things been a little hectic over here on, on my side. But uh, we wanted to kind of react a little bit to the NBA draft. Um, obviously, just two Duke players going in the first round this time, and Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead. So little different than what we're used to um i think it's a kind of a refreshment though thing for us so we'll take it if you weren't paying attention you've been living under a rock for the last week and a half lively goes 12 to dallas and derek whitehead goes 22nd to the brooklyn net so we'll jump in talk a little bit about that um and then kind of get out of here so first up let's just go in order Derek lively um dallas trades down from 10 to 12 to get him a lot of people were really praising what dallas was doing in this draft um to be able to still get their guy seems to be like a great fit there in dallas um Roe, i'll, I'll kind of toss it to you here first just on the surface what do you like about this for dallas and for lively well i mean what dallas needed last year and the reason they missed the playoffs was their defense so right away, he obviously provides that. I think his defense will translate to the NBA level really well. Great mobility, obviously the shot blocking. We all saw it at Duke and how much he changed that team as he came on late in the season. And then from like an offensive perspective, you've got him as a role man. And, uh, you know, under or with Luca there, I should say, they've always kind of traditionally had that guy who can roll through the basket and just finish lobs from Luca. So that's how I see him fitting in. I don't know how immediate his impact will be but they need something there yeah i mean they just signed Kyrie, so he resigns for three years there um you know there's not a ton of bigs you got javel mcgee there dwight powell i don't know as we're recording this in real time um, i believe christian wood is a free agent as well right so that yeah, could yeah. get interesting um to see how they're going to do that. But I mean, you got Kyrie, you got Luca, two of the best like pick and roll guards in the league feeding, feeding live there. So he should, I would think he should slot, slot right in. Should you think he's going to be a starter day one? I mean, it sounds like that's what they like Raul pointed to. That's what they need. Um, you know, Luca's going to kind of do what he does offensively, hold his own. So you don't need, you know, a center that's, scoring 25 a night or anything like that. He's right. going to play the role perfectly. Uh, and going back to what you guys said about, you know, uh, how they drafted, I thought it was a smart move by those guys. I mean, Lively, you know, before we were kind of didn't know if he or Whitehead would go, you know, first, the first one to go. Um, and these guys were able to, you know, still move down and, and get them. Uh, so just smart play overall by uh, by the Mavs. Yeah, great value there. Um, he had been getting a lot of buzz kind of leading up to the draft about getting into that lotto conversation. Um, seems like a great opportunity for him to come into. One thing I'm curious about for y'all, there's a lot of buzz about the shot um, at the draft. He's over there just taking and making a lot of corner threes. We saw him willing to take that shot at Duke. I think what he made two, maybe three of them. Um do, do you do you buy that? Do you buy that as something that's gonna gonna be there in the NBA? Obviously, there's gonna be more way more possessions, so there's way more opportunities to do that. Um, but it's 
you know, I didn't see enough to where I'm just kind of like, okay, you're going to be able to slot him in and just kind of put him in the corner when you need to. Where where are y'all at with that? We'll go back to you first on that. Do you believe in the shot? I think long-term I do, but right now I have a little bit of skepticism about it. I mean, if you watch NBA players in warm-ups when they're unguarded, even guys like Dwight Howard are out there hitting threes. Well, now now he's not because he's in China. But um, so, you know, the release looked pretty slow. It looked fluid, but... Looking at his free throw percentage, it isn't like amazing either, but I think he can get to, you know, 35% corner three kind of guy, but I don't think he's going to be bombing away his first season. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Um, You know, defensively, I think there's a lot to like there, especially as like a help defender and coming across the weak side. Um, it is going to be interesting though, for me to see kind of like how he holds up with some of the like bigger traditional, more kind of post oriented guys. Um, you know, thinking of him kind of matching up against the Joel Embiid, thinking again against matching up against the Nikola Jokic. Now, obviously those are the two big best big men in the league. So no one's really doing much with them, but I think that's where it gets a little interesting when you have a player like that of what does that look like? I think if there was only any kind of defensive weakness for D-Live, it probably was that just initial kind of like man-to-man in the post. Um, any concerns that y'all have about that? Or, I mean, obviously he's a rookie. There's going to be some ups and downs. Um, or do you think he can hold up at 230? Yeah, I mean, well, he started this year out, you know, banged up with the the calf injury. Um, and I don't know if that was practice related is that ryan young you know uh <laughs> giving him 37 <laughs> 37 pump fakes you know um so you know that's the only thing i always worry about with the guys just stay healthy you know that's first and foremost yeah yeah um well you know we can move on to Derek, but just real quick let's kind of do a quick little shotgun thing here for for d live if you had to give a prediction um on just his kind of raw stat line looking at it here wh- where you kind of What's your expectation? What are you hoping for in terms of we'll go points, rebounds, and blocks for year one? Shoot, I'll go to you first. Mm, what did he put up at Duke points and rebounds wise? It was not a ton. Yeah. Five, um, five yeah. and five or something, maybe. Okay. So yeah. I'm like go three over. blocks, basically. Yeah. Well, three blocks is and I would probably bring that down to two in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then rebounds, I mean, maybe Four, four rebounds, five rebounds a game, eight, ten points as a rookie. Yeah. Okay. So, trash man. Trash man, basically. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 I think he'll get some easy points for sure. Um, it remains to be seen kind of how much he plays because you've still got Dwight Powell there. Mm-hmm. And it does look like they're going to let Wood walk, by the way. Um, so that helps. You still got Maxi Kleba there who sometimes plays the four and he'll sometimes play the five. And he obviously provides him more spacing. Um, so between Kleba, Powell, and Lively, I don't know, maybe Lively gets 15, 20 minutes to start out. That would be a nice outcome. And at that point, yeah, you would expect like in that five rebound range, maybe a couple blocks. A couple would actually be pretty high if he only plays 20 minutes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, you know, I guess I'm somewhere right around there. I think what I really like about him is his ability to run the floor, not just ability, but like yep. willingness to do it. Um, and playing with guys like Luca and Kyrie, I think they're just going to find him a lot. You know, he's going to get a lot of easy points defensively. I think he's going to be able to guard the pick and roll 
Um, maybe not at an elite level as a rookie, but you know, looking across their roster, how many other guys are going to compete at, at, against that with him? You know, like he's got to be um, in that top two on their roster. I don't know what JaVale McGee's still doing, if he's still kind of really factoring in, in Dallas too much, but um, a great mentor and kind of a, a great kind of comp there a little bit um, sure. for D-Live. So all in all, I think we all kind of feel like it's a pretty good fit for for both parties. Let's move to Derek. Um, so for for him, I think he lands in a decent spot. I mean, it's you know it's not terrible. Um, it's a crowded kind of wing roster there. If everyone stays now, well, I was going to mention they've already lost a couple guys. Uh, they've okay. lost they've lost Joe Harris and Watanabe, so that helps. And then Seth Curry's still on the market, so that's true. You know, obviously, they signed uh, Cam Johnson to a massive deal, so. He's going to be prioritized, but some stuff cleared up for him. Yeah, and then you got Mikael Bridges, um, and it's it's still kind of uncertain what Brooklyn wants to do with that. If they're wanting to make him a centerpiece, if he's going to be kind of a someone that gets moved. Um, so, like you said, yeah. So, depending on what what happens, I mean, you could see that really open up for him. Um, he is from that kind of. He's from New Jersey, yeah, like that so, hometown kind of spot. Yeah, yeah. that that's kind of nice. Um, any concerns about the injury stuff with him and this foot lower leg? I mean, this thing's been lingering for the better part of a year now. Yeah, linger. <laughs> I mean, you have to be a little bit concerned, but at least it was just a foot injury and not like an ACL or anything. And, you know, hopefully with this second cleanup, um, he can get some of that athleticism back. I'm hoping for the A.J. Griffin curve where we didn't see the best of him at Duke, and then he gets to the NBA, and he's just doing things he couldn't do at Duke. Yeah, do you like expect that? that, or is that just kind of like, well, are you expecting something like that? Because I, I don't really know what to expect here. I mean, it's a complete wild card for me. I think he could be great or could like be in the G League. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's a big window, I think, whereas Lively, I'm pretty more confident about where I feel like his ceiling and floor are. Dorit's I think he has the higher ceiling just because guards and wings always do for me, but it's, um, it could be a little rocky there to begin with, you know, does he get lost in the shuffle there? If he's not healthy, I don't, I don't know. Shu, what do you think? You like the fit? I mean, I like the fit. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's a good spot for him. Um, I, I think it's, it's going to be a, like a, almost just a mental thing to, to me, you know, just, not doubting yourself, you know. Um, I I believe he has a a family member that was like a professional football player, right? Um, mm. So he knows somebody, you know, has somebody that can teach him, you know, how to be a pro and how to handle some of this stuff. So hopefully, all that kind of comes together. And if it does, I mean, I think he could be a great two way player in the NBA. It, like you said, his ceiling is really high. Yeah, it is a wild card. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if he's good, I could get really excited. Now, not maybe depth-wise, but I could get really excited about what they could potentially put five guys on the floor. I mean, if Derek's good and that shot that we saw at Duke, if he's going to be a 43 44% three-point shooter and you're putting, let's say you go Whitehead, Mikel Bridges, um, you put Cam Johnson, and then you surround them with Nick Claxton, that's a hell of a starting five. I mean, maybe not starting five, but that's a hell of a five-man kind of like um roster that you could put out there ton of spacing ton of shooting um it'd be interesting to see i still what's the news on ben simmons too i don't know what's going on with that but <laughs> i haven't heard anything um but it's it's amazing that they can lose 
two shooters, two, two of the best shooters and still have a lot of shooting. So that's kind of Whitehead's battle. Um, there is, is he redundant with what they already have when you have Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges out there? Sure. You know, he has to find a way to differentiate himself, but to be a, come into the NBA as a 45% shooter is not a bad start. Yeah. And especially in today's NBA where, the, I mean, you can't really ever have enough shooting, right? Like you're seeing these guys that are being yep. able to come off the bench. Um, you know, and, we saw what and interchangeable wings too. Yeah. You know? That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's the, that's the piece right there. Um, so, you know, I like it. Is, is Jock Vaughn still coaching for the Nets? Is they still the, yeah. Yeah. So I like that too. Um, so, you know, it, it should be a good fit in, in theory for both of those guys. So, We'll see what happens. I do kind of expect to see a little bit more of Lively early on, just because I think he just slides right in there. Um, yeah, I think Whitehead's going to be in the G League at some point for sure. Just to kind of rehab, get the body right, get the explosiveness back. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Now, but it, unless the shot's true, right? You're a forty-five percent three-point shooter. You just yeah. stand over there, you know. Um, but but we'll see. Let's talk a little bit about some other kind of free agency and offseason moves. Um, let's start with the Jones brothers for kind of different reasons. Uh, so Trey resigns in San Antonio, a two-year deal. Um, now, it is only two years, but I love the fact that he at least gets two years to see if he can figure it out with Vic because that's what it's kind of be right there. If him and Vic can mesh, become buddies, maybe he hangs around. Um what did you make of that, Raul? To you, two years, twenty million—is that a feel it out kind of thing? It's not. It does doesn't seem like a long term, but it, it, at least they're giving him an opportunity here. Yeah, if you're committed to him as your guard of the future, you lock him up for four or five years. Yeah, I think they eventually want to upgrade, but if this season goes well, I would expect him to get an extension next off season if he's eligible for it. I'm not sure how the rules work on that, but. You know, this is, I think this first year is a test to see how effective he is at getting the ball to Wembenyama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would expect him to probably get the opportunity to earn the starting job. I mean, there's not a ton of other point guards on that oh. roster. Um, I think the only guy you probably have to beat out maybe Devontae Graham if he's still there. Other than that, uh, that's probably about it. I guess you could always try Vic at point guard, but yeah, um, <laughs> they, they have other ball handlers, but none of them I would call point guards. You know, yeah. you're kind of you're running Sohan out there at point guard or something, and he's really more of a wing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, an opportunity for Trey um, and an opportunity for Tyus. So. We had kind of talked about this with Favalli not that long ago. Um, now Tyus kind of gets an opportunity to run a team. I mean, he gets traded to the Wizards, which, depending on you know how you feel about that, is not really a super great destination. But for him, it's an opportunity to be a starting guard in the league. Um, really don't understand what Memphis was doing there, though. I mean, you're point guards out for the first 25 games yeah so i mean well i guess they're gonna run marcus smart into the ground for 25 games and playing 47 minutes um you still think you'd want uh tyus as a backup because when jod does come back presumably you're still gonna play smart in the starting lineup kind of as more of a wing dylan brooks replacement yeah yeah, and that's where Marcus Smart's value really is. We saw last year with Boston that he can be really good, but he's not kind of this lead guard initiator guy. That's just not really who he is. Um, 
it really shocked me though that they moved off Tynus, especially because Memphis is kind of a pretty um, analytically friendly organization, and, and the advanced numbers just love Tyus. I mean, what they do, his record when he's starting and playing, I mean, it's just really it's phenomenal out there, and the defense doesn't take a hit when he's on the floor. So there's, I mean, it's um, a little interesting that they decided to go that route. But what do you make of the fit in Washington? Do you think that that's like? Uh, a permanent landing spot for him or do you still expect them to get moved because they washington's all over the place and what they're doing this this offseason they still got a lot of guards that's the thing um you know monte morris is there too so presumably um tyus will start and he might but he might be playing alongside monte morris which is a little bit awkward Real and do they still have Kendrick Nunn too? I'm not yep. sure if he's still there. Dewan Wright was on there for a little while. Mm. I mean, they, yep. I mean, they got a lot of guards. They just yeah. drafted a guard too, didn't they? Get the, the kid they got seventh, or did he get traded out? I didn't keep up with the, all the uh, trades, but I think they drafted yeah. him. Kulabale, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a guard yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. yeah, Victor's teammate. Um, but he's he's a little raw, so it might take him a little while to come along, you know. And Tyus is ready to play now, obviously. Either either way, I think it is more minutes for him when you don't have John Morant on the team. Yeah, um, and they moved off Beal, and so they kind of you know didn't get much for that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they got what like a cup of coffee with Chris Paul and <laughs> got and off the contract, I guess. Billion second round picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah. what happens when you give somebody a no trade clause, though. Yeah, it's. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, not not super thrilled about being in Washington, but you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll turn things around. Maybe they'll I don't know. Maybe they'll figure something out over there. Um, At the very least, he's like a trade asset, right? That's if true. He can, if he can go there and put up stats, then you can flip him for something else to yeah. a contender. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see him in Boston. You know, we've been talking yeah, about that. Yeah, for sure. Boston's yeah. needed a point guard for a long time. I'd like to see him in Miami, too, just because him and Jimmy B are really close and tight. So I was like, yeah, they, ooh, they, ooh, they need yeah, some guards out there, be. too. You know, I mean, Kyle Lowry can just get kind of get phased completely out at this point. And they lost some guys, too. I yeah. believe they lost uh, Gabe Vincent. Uh, oh, that's a big might, loss. Yeah, yeah, they might yeah. lose uh, Max Struess as well. So they're going to need mm-hmm. some guards. So that would have been nice. I think the original Boston deal was supposed to send Tyus to Boston. Yeah. Um, and uh, Marcus Smart was not supposed to be involved in that deal at all. If you remember, like, and then it all fizzled out and then they had to redo yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but let's just talk about Boston just briefly. Not that any of our guys are, are going there, but our, our number one marquee guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, Emil's going there. Yeah, way to bury the lead. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. So Emil Jefferson joining Jason Tatum in there. Um, to me, Boston made some really weird moves this offseason, though. To be a game seven away from going back to the finals, um, you bring in a Kristaps Porzingis who they're trying to sell that. To me, though, I'm super skeptical. I mean, this guy just can't stay healthy, just had a career year and a contract season. Um, I don't know. You get rid of Marcus Smart, and I've never been the biggest smart guy, but he does seem to kind of provide them something, but they didn't get what they really needed back from it. If you're moving off smart, to me, you need a playmaking point guard. You need a playmaking guard to alleviate some of that from Tatum and Brown. They don't get that. Um, Brogdon was pretty much a disaster later in the playoffs this year. I guess Derek White is solid, so they're looking to maybe kind of increase his role. I don't know, man. It just... 
it, it seems like they took a step back here. I mean, I know you follow Boston a lot, Raul. What did you make of it? Are you excited about this? How it's going to work? I mean, are they going Tatum, Horford, Porzingis? Well, that's gross to me, but... Yeah, it's a little awkward, right? I mean, at least Porzingis can space the floor, but I just don't know what he's giving you at a drastically higher level than Horford. Horford. Um, I mean, you know, Horford is not going to score and volley him, but do you really need that when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Um, And, you know, we saw over the last several playoffs, in fact, that their offense can bog down. So I agree with you that would have been a better fit, but... You know, he's a high upside player, obviously. He was amazing last year. Yeah, he was great last year. Um, so it could, it could work out, but it's just, like you, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you, t- like, last year was the first time he'd played above 60 games in seven yeah. seasons. You know, that's concerning to me. Um, but, well, I guess, you know, it's kind of a hedge because Horford is, what, 37 now? Yeah, and, yeah. And then yeah. look at Robert Williams' health. His health That's is not true. any better than Porzingis's. That's true. So you need something going forward. But my criticism was, if you want to address the center position after Horford retires, do you really get a guy who's been as injured as Porzingis? Why not get somebody in great health? I know. I know. Um that the Mason Plumley we were talking about. Yeah, 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 that's great segue there. So another one of our guys, Mason's also a free agent. Um, you know, Mason's really carved out a nice NBA career for himself. Nothing flashy, nothing glamorous. Um, but I think this would be his third contract if he re-signs again. So maybe even fourth. Anytime you're a decade in the league, I mean, that's big time. You know, we look at some of the guys that we've talked about as our one and dones that like who, you know, not even in the league, just just out of the league completely. Um, where would you like to see Mason? I know we talked a little bit off air. It doesn't seem likely that he would go back to Charlotte at this point, maybe, but, um, I'd like to see him on a contender, any sort of like preferred landing destinations out there. Should I go to you first? I mean, I, you guys kind of hinted at the nuggets that I don't know if, if I would put them as back to back champs, maybe, um, I would like to see him play for a contender, though, whoever that would be. Maybe Milwaukee, like you said, alongside uh, Giannis. If yeah, Brooklyn yeah. gets out yeah. of there, too, that's a great fit. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about a reunion with Brooklyn? I could work. Play behind, play behind Claxton? Yeah, it's not a contender, but you know, I think that they're possibly still a playoff team. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I wonder if the Clippers will just bring him back. Um, and then they possibly qualify as a contender if their guys are ever healthy, but who knows if that'll happen and who knows what's going on with James Harden too. There's been smoke about maybe James Harden for Paul George, um, which I do think actually kind of helps both teams, but it's not really exciting. Yeah. Like I think I understand it for Philly, but it's kind of weird for the Clippers to me a little bit, right? Like I it, it's hard to kind of see what, what that's going to do for them. Maybe so if they're just wanting a distributor, um, you know, Harden and Kawhi would be kind of interesting just to see kind of what they could put together. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, Mason finds a finds a nice little home here and maybe gets a chance to play some playoff basketball. That'd be cool. Um, the last guy, well, we kind of hit on him a little bit there, but Seth Curry's still on the market. You think he's going back to Brooklyn? You think he's looking for a, a bigger role somewhere? Um, not maybe so much a bigger role, but it may be just a different situation on a better team. Any thoughts on where you'd like to see uh, old Seth? Should he come to Charlotte? 
I would say Miami if they're losing these shooters. That's yeah, true. for sure, man. That's a great fit. Yep. And especially if he's fit. willing to take like maybe a little bit less. He's got a lot of options in terms of teams that would want him. The Lakers would love him as well. Yeah. Uh, that's one that came to mind. Milwaukee would love him. I don't know if any of these teams have enough money to get him, but if his goal is just to play for a contender, he's got three good options there. Yeah. Um, I saw there was a little bit of a, um, oh, wait, hold on. Is there a Woj bomb? Nope. <laughs> Seth Curry has agreed on a two year deal with the Dallas Mavericks. So he's going back Ooh, to Dallas. Back Dallas. I like okay. that. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. Um, Lovely. Real time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Duke Mavericks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, I really like that fit, though. He was great in Dallas. He was really good down there. Um, yeah. They need someone. He fits exactly. You have two really high use ball dominant guys. They need guys that don't need the ball. Lively, Curry. They can they'll they'll find their spots. You let them go. And, and Curry's a guy that can run that second unit if you need him to. Yep. Um, the defense has come a long way on that end. Now he's not Marcus Smart over there, but he's definitely not getting maybe in a playoff format. He might would get targeted a little bit, but in the regular season, it's held up fine, you know, because the offensive value that he has just um kind of outweighs that. So yeah, that's a another another good fit there. It was rumored for a little bit that the Knicks might kind of be into it, and yeah. I like that fit for him too, but. I, maybe even I like that a little bit more than Dallas, but we'll see. We'll see. It's uh yeah. I'm a little bummed he didn't go to the Knicks because they need shooting so bad, and Dallas kind of already has it with Irving and like I don't know if Hardaway's still going to be there, but they've and Kleba they've got some shooting Bullock, already. Yeah. yeah, so it's like with New York, they just have a huge gap there when you have Barrett and Randall and all these guys who are kind of marginal shooters. Yeah, yeah. I really would have liked the fit there, but I, I do like it, and it is kind of cool having three Duke guys on the same team. So yeah. Um yeah. Cool for Seth too. Um nice little reunion. The the state of Texas is really kind of like being overrun by some Duke players. Though. Yeah, uh, it's kind for of sure. you know. speaking of Texas, uh Justice Winslow. Yeah. Do we think he lands anywhere? Man, man. this is a tragic yeah. story for me, man. Yeah. Justice is my guy. Um not personally, obviously, but like just loved him coming in. Um, he was so damn good for us too in 2015. Still only 27. I don't, give him a chance, Rockets. Why not send him home to Houston? Yeah. See what happens. But I don't know, man. I think I think you might be right that the might be it. You know, it might. Who, who's picking him up? I guess is is the is the question. If not. I wonder if like a team that could get kind of a little bit creative with how they use him. Um, you know, we saw Miami do that where they were running him at point sometimes in one playoff series, he played center. So I'd kind of like, I don't know, like what about Denver? I was just you, about to say that. You yeah. can't necessarily play in a playoff series though because of the shooting, but I like the idea of him as kind of a small ball backup four or five. He moves the ball well. So any team that's kind of like uh, based on movement, like Golden State or Denver and IQ, I could see him really working in, especially if they have shooting to kind of insulate him there. Yeah. Um, wait, did I hear it? Hold on. I'm making sure that I'm not getting another. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, a lot of smoke about him going back to Miami. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, you know, you kind of have to be careful with uh, with uh, who's tweeting, right? right Especially right, now right. with the 
that half the people aren't verified. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like we're saying that they, they, he has, but apparently right, there's just yeah. a lot of kind of smoke over there. That would be okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, they used him, like you were saying, better than anyone else tried to in terms of like more creative stuff. Um, he's got to get healthy. Yeah. And I think he, not to like speak on it, you know, I'm not going to speak for the man, but I think that he had even talked a little bit about just kind of just mental health and just the headspace that he was in and kind yeah, of figuring that depression out. Depression for sure. He dealt with, there was a yeah. good article about it. Do you remember where that article was? Was it Players Tribune? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I want to say it was, but I'm not, not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I hope so. It might've been the athletic too, but could have been the athletic. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I mean, you know, like I said, it's 27. So there's still, you know, five years of prime there, potential, you know, to 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 be able to contribute. But um Since he had the worst, like one of the bottom four or five true shooting in the league last year. And that's just tough, no matter how good a defender you are. I know, especially in today's just weak. Right. And I mean, and, and it's not like he's 6'10 doing that, right? He's like 6'5, probably 6'6, yeah. if you're being generous. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we'll figure it out. I know that he at one point talked about how much he loved Portland. So if, you know, I, I could see him just kind of being the guy that just retire, you know, if he doesn't get somewhere that he wants to go. Um, but, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Anything that we haven't hit on for you all, we'll try to keep this one a little shorter. So any, anybody that we, I guess Cam Reddish to the Lakers, hmm. we, we missed that, you know, we'll, that's third three teams and on a rookie scale deal. It's not the best look there. Um he's got youth on his side, right? Like yeah. he hasn't been any better than Winslow, but he's so young. You know, he entered the draft what four years after Winslow. So yeah. teams are still gonna take a chance on him, at least for this contract. Um, I doubt he got a lot of money. I haven't seen the terms there, but they just need bodies. And in theory, if he can just play defense and hit threes. And just that's kind of buy need. into that role. Maybe LeBron will be good for him in that regard. Yeah, that's all they need. Um, so, you know, we'll see. He's bounced around a lot, but, you know, he does see, like you said, he does seem to fit playing with LeBron and AD is just kind of a an off ball kind of 3 and D wing there. So, um, you know, maybe there's something there for him as well. But uh, anything else NBA wise that, uh, that we need to hit on? I think we kind of covered most of it there. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the season coming up. Obviously, there's there's some bigger Duke news around the corner. Guys are on campus now. Things are starting to pick up. We're starting to see some of these videos. Um, yeah, I think the jersey numbers have just been released and all of that good stuff. So we're getting closer. We're, we're inching closer a little bit. Did you mention – you didn't mention Mark Mitchell uh... – Growing to six nine, and now he's like two thirty two. So I'm excited about that. Is that true? Yeah, that's the listed okay. height and weight. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can believe Go Duke, and to me, that's the right. most reliable source there. But if he's two thirty at six nine, that's that's stout. Yeah. You put on yeah. some muscle. And according to Proctor, Flit's like seven five out there now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just on stilts. Yeah, I don't no, buy that one. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. But uh, speaking of, of Proctor, though, dude looked pretty ripped up. In those videos, man, it looks like he's been kind of hitting it. Uh, maybe it's just the hair too makes him look yeah, older. He's got, he's got hair, it all yeah. locked up, dread, dread it up. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see I what believe happens Power is listed at six nine as well, so he might have grown. I have to look that up, but yeah, and we got two kind of six nine wings. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
So yeah, lots of, lots of things to be optimistic about. We got some stuff coming up over the summer. Um, got a few guests lined up. So be looking for that in the next few weeks. Pretty excited about that. Hopefully everything pans and comes through. Um, again, we're planning on doing a pretty big recruiting pod, but we kind of want to wait till after Peach Jam because Steve's going to be there. So he'll get to check out a lot of the 24 class, the 25 class, maybe even some of the 26 guys. Um, for me, I'm really just uh, any flag and boozer content. It's just, I'm just on Twitter right now. Just like watching flag and boozer. Um, I think the new rankings came out. I guess that's one last little thing to plug. And I think boozer came in at one and flag at two. So, um, you know, some, some interesting stuff there to, to be on the lookout for. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. You can find us on Twitter at devilsdenpod247. And, uh, you know, it's hot out there, but keep the face strong in the verve. Go do it.